you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. Let's welcome today's beautiful guest, Marin Lauka. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Marin is a decision coach, which the name, decision coach. We all need a decision coach in our lives. And we're going to talk about today, mostly about helping women just understanding themselves better because we are all unique individuals. And when we understand ourselves, we can create the life that we want, and then we can easily make the decisions that we need to make. When you mentioned decision-making, like two things come into my mind. Should we understand ourselves first and then know who we are, what we like, what we don't like? Or can we understand ourselves through the decision-making process? Or is it like both interconnected? I'd say interconnected for sure. That's a great question, though. And what it actually makes me think of is, a lot of my clients and for sure myself as well, fear making the wrong decision. And I actually think sometimes making the wrong decision teaches us the most about who we are. Um, and so for instance, again, on YouTube, if anyone wants to see the full story, I recently moved to Montana with my partner for the last year. And then we moved back to Minnesota. So we were in Minnesota, moved to Montana, came back. And from an objective standpoint, that could have been labeled an incorrect decision, a wrong decision. But in that process, I learned so much about really what I value and not only what I value, but my priority of values. And friends and family, I've learned, is at the top of that list. And before I knew, of course, friends and family were important to me, but I didn't know when it came to making decisions that I really hold a lot of weight in that area of my life. Um, I thought maybe like that could balance out with also loving hiking and nature and, and having space and connecting with the outdoors, which is Montana. Um, but it, it, even though I love those things and I also value those things, friends and family supersede that. And so I think in making decisions, we know, we know a little bit about ourselves, and it's really helpful to have some check-in before we start making decisions of what do I value? What are my preferences? What are my goals? What am I afraid of? And add that into the picture as well. But also we don't know things until we, <laughs> until we know things sometimes. Um, and just making a decision and experiencing that decision leads to even more. And I find even greater understanding of who we are um, to make the next decision with a little more confidence and assurance. It seems to me that safety and the feeling, the need to feel safe can be a challenge. I don't like to use the word issue. So how do we almost negotiate things with our own selves because we have this inner battle. Even now I have like two cameras, smaller and bigger one, which both are amazing. But I know intuitively I need to sell both and buy a certain camera. But my mind goes, but it's, but you know, all the buts, but I know what's right for me. And through the years I learned not to listen to the but and to listen to this intuition. But how do people just understand this internal battle? And negotiate. I, I literally call it negotiating with ourselves because we sometimes have to prove things to ourselves why we are right, why we should move, why we should end the relationship. How 
what are some tools that you can give people to better negotiate with themselves? Yeah. And, and specifically to talk to the individuals who resonated with your first statement of if safety and like that fear of, of leaving mm-hmm. comfort is the main block. Um, one tool that I love using that was actually introduced to me by another coach is called an evidence log. And so how you use this tool is that if your mind has created this whole story of why the status quo, why your current situation is safe and comfortable and right, and why it's scary to do something else, even if your intuition is telling you to do that other thing, to make that decision, um, is it's to create a different evidence log, a new evidence log, because you have one created, like I said, that story of why current is safe and, and good and right. But then it's to open your eyes. And this isn't to clarify. This is not to say that you are locked into that decision because part of feeling safe and and letting your mind explore and be curious is staying in a place that's not fight or flight. And so it's staying in a place that says, I don't have to make this decision. Even when I'm on a coaching call with someone and they're pretty, pretty locked into a decision. And they're like, "I, I know I remind them so many times throughout the session, you are not locked to this decision right now. We're just exploring it. We're just trying it on. We can hang up the phone and you don't have to even think about it again if you don't want to. Um, So remind yourself of that again, especially if you're feeling like that safety is, is at risk. But to open the door to, is there a different whole sphere of evidence here, of data, that the next thing, the intuitive decision is also, or even more safe and right and good. And it's to start gathering those little tidbits of information. And maybe they seem small, um, but even a list of five small things of like, you know, I think that I would feel more balanced in my life if I chose that option, even if, you know, financial or something else was quote unquote at risk here by making that decision, I'd feel more balanced. And so maybe that would actually make me feel safer and make me feel more well. And maybe a ripple effect of that is that I would then show up more confidently and happier in my relationships. And if my relationships were happier, then I wouldn't be wasting energy there. And if I wasn't wasting energy there, maybe I could find the motivation to, you know, get a second job if needed for some time or to move to a place that really fills me up even more or makes me feel even safer. So we, our mind, if we just ask it the right questions, will come up with these beautiful answers that provide that assurance of safety, of knowing, and of setting our mind at ease that yes, we're leaping into new territory, but our mind might automatically assume that means it's unsafe. And we just need to do a little, a little extra work, ask a little, a little specific more questions um, to find or explore or consider, maybe this is actually even better or even safer than the status quo, the current. When I, uh, I know you guide women, as I noticed, it's like 15 year olds and teenagers, they haven't found themselves. And then we are in our early twenties and we are like, oh my God, who am I? We have this urge to like perform and achieve something and be like earn money and be someone. And then we are in our early thirties and every stage has its own, I don't know who I am at this point. And we need to find ourselves again. How are you specifically guiding your own clients to the question when they ask like, who am I? Maybe they have children who are grown up and left their homes and now they have to figure out who they are without their children. Where, where does the search for a question, who am I start? 
you have such a great point that this question is asked at every stage all the time. And I, I want to highlight that point because that's one of my favorite definitions of authenticity is it's a continual, um, continually acting honest with who we are in the moment. And so it, it requires evolution and it requires change rather than thinking, like you said, sometimes we have this perception that we'll arrive at our authentic self and that's who we are forever, or that we just have to find who we are. And then that's the answer forever. And that's so rarely the case because experiences change us every single day and different seasons of our life are different. We show up differently. Um, we're impacted differently. We have our that values priority list that I talked about earlier shifts around depending on what stage we're in. And so our authentic self changes, not in huge drastic ways typically, um, but it does evolve. And I think even just right away, giving ourselves and giving others the permission to change and the permission to even on the day-to-day -day, show up and ask, what do I care about today and let it be a little bit different than yesterday. Um, and that that actually is the most true version of ourselves. It's not that we're being, you know, fictitious or um, putting on a face. If we're actually asking that question of who am I today? Um, and, and just letting ourselves be more in an explorative mind than a black and white set in stone. And I talk to myself just as much as I talk to anyone else when I say this, because I, I like answers and I like certainty as well. And so sometimes that can feel scary, um, but just writing the permission slip, it can change, it can evolve. And in terms of your question of, of what to ask or where to start when we have those thoughts of who am I? Mm -hmm. So when, when it comes to that point, I work mainly, I'm, I'm surprised by how my work has evolved. Actually, I work mainly with women who are like 35 to 50. Um, and at that point in life, career ventures have been tried, have been shifted already. Maybe kids have entered the picture. Maybe kids are leaving the house. And so kind of those typical milestones have been checked. <laughs> and sometimes that's when that question of who am I feels the biggest and feels the heaviest. I specifically actually think of someone who's actually outside of the age range I just said, but she's 28 and she had studied her entire life. She was one of those kids who knew that she wanted to be a doctor when she was like three and she studied, she checked all the way, you know, got everything in place. And now she's landed her dream position. And on the call with me, um, why she hired a coach is she said, I didn't think past, past 28. I didn't, this was what I've always been working for. And not only did I not think past this, but there isn't a rule book to follow going forward. I've always had a prescriptive path and now I don't. And so for that person and for anyone um, who's in that stage of life where it's like, I've done the career, I've done the kids, I've done, or, you know, the, the family or created the home that I want to create. I found my ideal place to live, or at least feel settled where I'm at. Then that question becomes, it's really about me at this point. I can't go fix or putz with an external thing. And not to say that that's bad or wrong, but um, it's a different type of question. It's a different type of feel to come back to, this is no longer about my job. This is no longer about my family. This is no longer about big life decisions, um, at least in the moment yet, <laughs> this is about discovering who I am. And sometimes we were talking before we hit record, sometimes that 
prompts um, also not only who do I want to be right now and moving forward, but also who have I been? Because if I don't have an answer to this question, how who have I been all along? Um, and that I'll just circle back and reiterate you have been someone for sure. And it's just a matter of rechecking and reassessing that evolution idea of, of authenticity. Um, so what, what I would suggest as a practical tip at this point, if that's feeling really heavy, is to just acknowledge one, how you're feeling and, and face that. Sometimes I think we can automatically jump to what's, what's the fix, what's the positive spin on this and just say, oh, wow, I feel lost. This feels heavy. I'm questioning things. This feels big. Um, maybe that prompts you to get support or just, you know, have a journal dedicated to asking these questions and then really just start so tiny. Like what, what lights you up today? Maybe it's your hot cup of coffee and you realize, wow, I really enjoy this routine or stillness or slowing down in this season. And that feels kind of new to me. Maybe it's, wow, I despise this snow that's outside all of the time. I don't think I want to live here anymore. Like, how did I even get here? I think I might be a person that wants to go move to Costa Rica and like enjoy the warm climate forever. Um, and it's, it's asking what seems like little things that illuminate then the bigger, like big picture values and desires and goals and preferences. And, and that's what creates our authentic selves. So it's facing it head on, <laughs> letting you feel whatever you feel, and then starting to ask the questions in little ways first. I literally have to talk to myself out loud, sometimes in the mirror. Sometimes I have to coach myself. It's like, Annie, like you have two choices. You can be set up, you like literally be a coach for myself. What is your own way to guide yourself out of challenging situations? Yes, such a such a great point to bring up and highlight. I for sure coach myself all the time. And I mentioned earlier, um, I'm trying to show that on YouTube and, and really show, you know, take down that barrier that this is not only something that I coach others with, but I work through every day. And that's why I think I am such a great coach is because I am in it. I'm in it as well um, and continually reflecting to make the process a little easier, a little less scary, um, more efficient, better outcomes, all of the above. So in terms of what that looks like for me, I'm thinking of actually this most recent season, the first few weeks of this year, which I've actually heard a lot of people resonate with this feeling. I was thrown off by how the year started. It, I, it, I don't know what I was expecting, <laughs> um, but it wasn't what I was expecting, what ended up happening. It, I was just slower paced. Um, I didn't have the usual drive and energy. Usually like in the last year, I've woken up almost every morning and had a dance party in my office. Like that's the amount of energy that I typically bring into a day. And the past few weeks I've been in my PJs and like had to really put effort to getting the work that I typically enjoy getting done. And I was feeling lost. I was asking those questions of like, who am I and what's going on and why am I this way? And I bring that up because it's a great example of the date that daily or seasonal idea of authenticity. And my partner was super supportive in this process. And he was like, you know, I think your body and you are just in a season of being slow. And that is highly uncomfortable for me, I've learned. Um, and it took that self-coaching. And so one of the practices I really used in that situation and that I often use, um, one, because I studied it a lot in grad school and just fell in love with the topic and also because it's super useful, is self-compassion. 
which is like a big high level concept if we just use the word self-compassion, but I like to break it down in the research one, because it's been researched and, and shows a, a lot of great outcomes using this this practice, but also it just makes it a little more tangible. So there are three different components of self-compassion. One is the typical self-kindness that you think of when you think of self-compassion, but then another one is common humanity. So remembering that you're not alone in whatever you're experiencing, someone else has felt this way or experienced something similar, or at least can resonate with your story. Um, and then mindfulness is the third. So being present, which we've talked about a lot today. And so throughout the last few weeks, I've coached myself to be kind, to just continually be kind to myself, to remember that everyone has seasons where they're high energy and they're low energy. And, and sometimes we don't have control over that and we can't will ourselves to just be a different way, um, which again is self-kindness too. But remembering that I'm not a failure or um, bad or, you know, so unique for having experienced this. And also I learned a lot of people specifically in the new year of 2022 felt that same way. And then to be mindful, just to be present in the moment. And sometimes I would find those present genuine feelings of, oh, I do, I am excited to do this one aspect of work, or I am energized right now. I'm going to notice this so that I don't get into this big overarching story that I'm always low energy in this season. I do have those glimpses of, of having energy and feeling a little bit more like how I'm used to feeling as myself. Um, so really using those three components and that all comes from Kristen Neff's research. And so if you want, you know, even more practical tips, her website has a lot of tools. And then I also talk a lot about it on my YouTube trainings and YouTube channel because I love self-compassion and it's a great go-to to coach ourselves through times like that. Before I ask you the next question, what's your YouTube channel name? Do you have, is it your name and last name? Yes. Yes. And by Marin is YouTube, Instagram, and mm -hmm. my website. So Y-E-S-A-N-D-B-Y-M-A-R-I-N. If people want to just like look, look you up like at the yes. second, <laughs> we can talk about this topic all day for you and all night for me because even as you mentioned, like the self compassion, that's a huge like this whole topic is huge and I think we covered where people can start the basics literally where and we have told them that it's okay women especially I have moments when I'm like who am I you have moments when. You just mentioned that who am I? You, we all continually find ourselves ourselves again and again. Is there anything you feel very guided to add on this? And maybe I have not asked you the question. Yeah, the, <laughs> the obvious one is that I published my first book last year and that dives even deeper into all of this. And when you said, I feel like we talked just about the first step, when I think of my seven-step decision-making framework that I present in that book, we literally did just talk about the first step <laughs> for the most part. Um, and the first step is creating space. It's literally just taking a step back, creating space for the insights and the questions and the feelings and all of the above. And the second step is experiencing clarity. So in that space, it's not even pressure to like figure anything out. It's just to take a step back. Um, and I feel like we did, we did a lot of that today and talked a lot about, about that. Um, and then to know that through that process to just trust that the next step, yes, can be intentionally, you know, stepped into of, okay, I really want to get clear on what's happening here, but also to trust if you're doing these baby steps that seem maybe really small or seem really basic and they are really basic that that next step of clarity naturally follows the first step of creating space. Um, and then Excellent. so on and so forth of, of going on to make your decision. 
But also if you want to dive the listener, whoever's listening to this, if you want to dive even more into this, that book is a really great starting point because it really gives, I have practical tools in there that you can really apply these things. And also just to read through the decision-making process and create this for me, this assurance and my clients who have read this of, okay, this is where I'm at in the process. It just creates certainty where sometimes it feels very uncertain when we're in the midst of a hard decision. Um, so that book is ready enough. If anyone wants to uh, open that chapter and, and read, yes, the first steps that we've talked about a lot today, but also dive into what's next and really make your decision with confidence. Do you have your books next, uh, book next to you? Yes, I do on my shelf. Can we that, see? It? Yes, <laughs> yeah. can I see it? Can I see it? <laughs> I love it. I love how we covered the is. first step for the people yeah. watching. <laughs> can you, it, if it has like headlines, can you quickly read through the like the seven steps? Maybe uh, yeah. just the seven steps. So if for people, if they want to dive deep into the book. They, um, they can know if this book is for them or no and what topics it covers. Yes. Yeah. So the seven steps I mentioned, create space is the first, clarify your truth is the second, admit your desire. So that's not making a decision. That's just that intuitive pull of like, oop, this is what I want. I also coined that, that stage, the oh shit moment, <laughs> because it's the like, oh man, okay. I do know what I want. And that feels a lot of things. <laughs> And then it's to take aligned action to follow that desire. The next is to trust the ride, to celebrate your alignment. And the seventh is to begin again. Um, and I'll also say that I have chapter one for free, which gives a big overview of those seven steps and introduces this whole concept of authentic decision-making. And so if someone is questioning whether or not they want to, um, maybe just buy the book. If you're, if you're questioning it, that's probably a good inclination that you want to read it. But also if you really do need that extra assurance, I have chapter one for free that we can link for podcast listeners here. It is so beautiful. And I, I love the book and I love how we literally covered the first step or the yes. like with the, um, from the seven steps that you have. And I feel like this year, I really want to simplify it for people because from my own experience, I have read a lot of books that made sometimes me feel like I'm not enough. Like even reading self-help books made me feel when my mind wasn't in the right place, too much information overwhelmed me. And I, well, I knew what I was, I have to do, uh, but my mind and body were not like, almost like, I don't know, together. My mind was further away than my body and I wasn't present enough. So I really wanted to give people the first step like the introduction into understanding ourselves, introduction that it's okay to ask continually, every single day, almost, who am I today? And then if they, when they feel they have almost mastered, not mastered, we never master anything. When they feel they, I love how you said the next steps and the next realizations follow the first one naturally. So thank mm -hmm. you so much for showing me the book. Let yes. me, you mentioned, but tell me again, where can people find your book? Tell me your website, tell me your like social media handles and if there's any courses or any other way that you bring value to people if they want to hire you as a coach tell me about everything about everything about you <laughs> <laughs> perfect and I will say just off of your last point um you're not alone in feeling having those thoughts of like I'm not getting it or I'm overwhelmed or it's actually making me feel worse to read these books um 
one, trust your intuition. If anyone else resonates with that of like, maybe just take a step back and just trust that, you know, that's the whole point of it all anyway. Um, but also some assurance, I had so much feedback on this book and it might be because a lot of my like best friends, I'm thinking of my best friend specifically, she sent me the most gorgeous text after reading this book or while reading my book. She was like, you know, I really just read this to support you. <laughs> Cause you wrote a book and that's amazing. And she said, but I feel so amazing after reading this book. Like I feel uplifted and empowered rather than preached to about what I'm getting wrong. And, and, you know, some of the probably not intentional, but unintentional consequences of some help self-help books. So there are people out there that are saying that this is, this is one of those books that really empowers and uplifts. So if anyone, um, wants to give it a go. That's an even more reason to do so. Trust, trust my best friend <laughs> who was very honest in her review. Um, in terms of where people can find me, we mentioned my YouTube channel. I'm growing that. I'm really showing up authentically there in terms of taking down that business mask a little bit and just showing who I am. So that's Yes And by Marin. Um, I post daily on Instagram, which is also Yes And by Marin, all spelled out. And then right now, the biggest focus for 2022 is my incredible group coaching program where I have a lot of women, some men are in that group as well, who come together for a weekly group coaching call. I provide baby steps, like has been the theme today, baby practices every week to just have a guided way, a structured way to check in with who we are and how we're making decisions and do that with more confidence. The group is absolutely incredible. I think we all need a little bit more community in our lives right now with quarantine and with everything that's going on. Um, and I host a free group call if you want to just try it out, or if you just want to dive in, um, by all means, I welcome you with open arms. You can find that on my website, snbymarin.com slash experience. Go follow her, find her, ask her questions. I'm pretty sure you will be excited if people just ask you questions and you can just redirect them or you might be a better fit for them you might even give give them tools books whatever because i know every time i meet another coach it's like we are all about bringing value to people mm -hmm. that's all we care that's why you wrote this book because nobody got a millionaire by writing a book unless i don't know they are at my lab or jay shetty <laughs> and now i don't <laughs> even know if they are millionaires by writing a book we just write books because we want to truly give value to people to raise awareness about the realizations that we have and just share our own lessons so thank you so much for writing a book because it's a very lonely <laughs> think this just sit down write a book be with it's you need a lot of inner discipline and a lot of hard work so thank you for that and now to my last question which i ask everyone and this is one of my like favorite parts leave me and our listeners with a message that can be like five sentences or simply a word but something you feel very guided you want to say and the words that is in your heart right now mm. Yeah, the, the phrase that came up, and this was not coined by me, this was coined by my original life coach mentor, Kobe Kozlowski, um, and actually hasn't resurfaced for a while. So this is fun. The phrase is, know that you know. You know, you know so many things. You know what you want. You know that intuitive pull. You know your fears and why you're afraid. And sometimes it does require, you know, asking the questions or creating a support system to be able to see what you know and clarify what you know. But I think 
to leave with one message is just to give yourself a little more credit (laughs) that you know a lot and you know way more than anyone else could ever know about your life. And so give yourself that credit and, and at least have a little bit, a little bit more trust in yourself and your ability to figure it out. Cause I trust you, even though I don't even know who you are, whoever's listening. <laughs> yes. Because we trust the people, humans ability to know what's best for them. And that is so beautiful. We know, we truly know. And if we trust that knowing, when we look back, it's like, yes, I knew. And I trusted my intuition. It just, we think I think like we should just stop living how we think we should be and just live as we want to live unless you are harming someone yeah. and no if you want to go to if you don't want to go to university and your mom will cry that doesn't include that doesn't mean that you are harming anyone I literally mean physically <laughs> harming and bringing pain to people because sometimes people are like I don't want to go to the university but my mom will be so sad and I'm happy no that that just you want to you this is not you harming your mom just if you're physically bringing pain, that is what I call harming. Oh my God, we had a beautiful, I, I would call this like introduction conversation. You can literally yeah. record like seven or eight episodes, which I think you should <laughs> do about your book or every topic or every step of the book, like just tiny bits of episodes because it will be so fascinating for people to listen. And thank you so much because I can truly see that you are putting the work daily and you are working on yourself because that's the only way you can support others if you know how the person that is sitting there yourself is operating. And if you are blocked, if your energy is not flowing, if you are not working on yourself, there is no way you can support others. So thank you for working on yourself. Thank you for being in this show. And I don't know, just you're amazing and keep leading and (laughs) Keep healing. Yes, You're thank you so much. It. it was such a really, really sincerely a great conversation today. A great way to start my day. So thank you very much. And thank you for everyone who's listening and has made it yes. to this point. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who is listening. <laughs> have a phenomenal rest of the day. If it's morning, wherever you are, have a productive, peaceful, joyful day. If it's night, wherever you are, it's like night here. Then I don't know, sweet dreams. Have a peaceful day night sleep and thank you so much again for listening and until next time